Well, as Pastor Aaron is home today, uh, enjoying his time with his new family, um, we want to send a special shout out to Silas. Um, If he's awake, we want to say hi, Silas, if he happens to be watching online live. Uh, If he happens to be sleeping this time, he's already learning what to do during one of his dad's sermons right at the right time. So that's good. More power to him. But in Pastor Aaron's absence today, uh, we have a tremendous, tremendous speaker, and I know you're going to be blessed. Um, Kokomo is a community that is fortunate to have lots of awesome, awesome programs beyond the typical traditional church that is there and set up to reach out to individuals, uh, both building life skills um, as well as career skills, Um, but also to strengthen their faith. And one of those that we as South Creek get to partner with, um, we feel so fortunate to do that, is Kokomo Urban Outreach. And Jeff Newton is the director of that, uh, and it was kind of his vision and his dream, and he continues to oversee that. Uh, They see oversee several programs built mainly to encourage young people. Um, Man Up, and, and he'll give you all the details, but Man Up is a program for boys age 10 to 18, the kind of foster skills that they need, that maybe they don't learn all these skills or see all these skills or are mentored with all these skills at home, but yet they can come, learn, work together, learn about faith, um, and becoming a better person in general. Uh, And then since Man Up has grown so well, they also have a mini up now, which is for younger kids, age 5 to 9, both boys and girls, and they also have a girls spinoff from ages 10 to 18 as well now called Step Up. So we are just so, so fortunate uh, to be able to partner with, with ministry partners like this. Uh, and it's our honor today to welcome Jeff Newton to tell us a little bit more. Uh, would you welcome Jeff with me, please? Thank you. Thank you, uh, Pastor. Uh, I met with Pastor Aaron a couple weeks ago, so... I was going to be here today no matter what. And Pastor Aaron said, I may not be there, though. That's what he said to me. He said, I may not be there. Uh, But he said, if I'm not there, I'll be watching on Facebook Live. So hello, Pastor Aaron on Facebook Live. It's good to be here. I know some of you, uh, some of you from long times ago, like from Walk to Amaze back in the 90s, back in the last century. And uh, and some of you I've been in contact with. I've been a pastor a long time. So I've seen you in different churches and different places. So it's really great to be here today, and I'd like to start today with prayer. Lord God, I pray right now in this service, at this moment, that there be less and less of me and more and more of you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so I came, I, I grew up in Kokomo. Actually, I grew up in Kokomo. I've been a United Methodist pastor for 30-some years, and I've moved around a lot, but I, I grew up at Kokomo. Actually, I graduated from the real Kokomo High School downtown. Um, and I uh, have been part of the community for a long time, and I came back to Kokomo in 2005 to start Kokomo Urban Outreach. And what we did at Kokomo Urban Outreach at the beginning was um, we went into neighborhoods, we listened to neighbors, and we tried to meet the neighbors' needs. And so we just listened and responded and and tried to be as helpful as possible. And so uh, after 10 years of doing that, we were doing things like giving away Easter baskets and giving away, we had meals on Sunday night. We were serving lots of people on Sunday nights. We had food pantries across the city. We had all kinds of, of giveaway, clothing giveaways, all kinds of things going on. 
And after, after 10 years of that, I began to see the teenagers that we were serving in those families when I first started in 2005 come back and ask for the same things that their parents asked for a few years prior to that. And suddenly I wasn't feeling so good about what we were doing. Uh, we partnered with Bridges Outreach. I see uh, the Tafflingers here today. Partnered with Bridges Outreach, and we did a book study called Toxic Charity. And through that, a lot of different things happened along the way. And, and I, I was really struggling with what, how can we really help people without hurting them? How can we really help people and really make a lifelong difference? And, and so um, I was praying one day. And at Kokomo Urban Outreach, we, we, uh, we get, when we ask for things, we get a lot of it. So I was like, I was praying, I was like on a cruise ship. With every, a cruise ship is everything, right? A cruise ship is everything. If we ask for clothes, the clothes would pour in, with mounds of them. And so, so I had all these resources. And then I, we were, I, was, I was having this vision as I was praying, and as I looked over, over in the water, there were people there treading water, trying to keep their head above the water. And I'd yell down and say, hey, what do you need? And they would say, clothes. We'd throw them clothes. Go to the next person, hey, what do you need? Food. Throw them food. Hey, what do you need? Gas cars. Hey, what do you need? Whatever you need. And we threw it at them. And I just kind of had that in my mind for a while, for a couple weeks. And I was praying. And as I was praying, the Lord led me to Matthew 25. You all know that scripture? Feed the hungry, clothe the naked, you know, all that. I said, God, that's what we're doing. If we're, that's what we're doing. And we're doing that. Why am I not feeling so good about it? I don't have to really feel good if that's what you want me to do. But it doesn't feel right. And then this verse came. Matthew 25, 40. The king said, or Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Whoever you did for the one of the least of these, my brothers of mine, you did it to me. This, the uh, sermon series you're all in is the heart of the father. I think this reflects the heart of the father. When you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. So I kept that in my mind because I was still kind of confused. I kept that in my mind. I went a few days later, went back to pray, pray. And this time as I was praying, I was on the cruise ship again. There were people down there treading water. And I yelled down and said, hey, what do you need? And this time when the person looked up, I saw the face of Jesus. It was right then and there that I realized I would never throw Jesus anything. I would try to pull Jesus out. And I realized that if everybody that we're serving is Jesus, the least of these, then maybe we're not helping them by giving them things. Maybe the better help is to help them get out, help them become self-sufficient, help them to take care of themselves, and not have them continuously be reliant on somebody else. So we began to change the way we did things in 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 the ministry that we were doing in the outreach. We began to uh, realize, I began to realize that every single person, every single person, no matter what their economic status, no matter what their situations are, every single person has gifts, skills, abilities, and talents to share. Everybody does. And so we began to begin to transform the outreach. We began to cut things away. We began to trying to find out, trying to look at people's lives and find the invisible, make the invisible things that people have inside of them visible. And sometimes they didn't even know they had them. So as you make the invisible visible, lives were beginning to be changed. The way people responded were beginning to be changed. The way people, the way people began to live began to be changed. And so I'm going to talk about this today, our, up, our ups, which you heard a little bit about. But here's the way the ups got started. Back in 2016, there was a tornado that came through 
our office spaces, it hit the apartments across the street from us, which are low-income apartment complexes, a garden square, most of you know it as Gateway Gardens. It took the roofs off of the Gateway Gardens. It, took, it just destroyed the whole neighborhood. And, and uh, the church that we have our offices in was hit, but it still had power, and it wasn't that bad. And so we began serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner to our neighbors because they had nowhere to go. And as I sat down with them at their mealtimes, I was talking with them, and I would say, so what's your biggest concern? And the biggest concern was this. Um, jobs become more plentiful, and people had jobs. But they got paid by the hour. And their biggest concern was, I get paid by the hour, and because I get paid by the hour, I can't get to work because my work doesn't have power, or I can't get to work because there's a tree on my car, and I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And it's August 26th right now, and... My rent is going to be due. My car payment is going to be due. I already lost all the food in my house because there's no power. I don't know what we're going to do without the money. And so in the past, what I would have done, I called churches up and say, hey, can you send us some money? And I had the, our neighbors fill out an application, and I'd just say, how many hours did you lose? How much did you get paid per hour? I'd give them that much money. I didn't do that this time. This time what we did was we called the churches and got the money. And then we had people come over, and we said, we'll pay you $10 an hour for up to 55 hours. Then we gave them rakes and, and chainsaws and brooms and mops, and they cleaned up the whole neighborhood themselves. And we recovered $20,000 worth of hours, and there was pride that they took care of it themselves. And they got paid, and they were able to uh, pay their bills without having to go and ask for help again, yet again. There was a guy right here uh, pulling the, helping cut down a tree. Right? You can see him cleaning up. There's a guy right here uh, that was cutting down a tree pulling down a tree right there. His name is Lee. Lee was working in the out, working every day. He would be there before we would open. We, we said you had to be there at 9 o'clock. If you, if you came after 9 o'clock, the doors were closed. You couldn't work that day. You had to be on time. And so uh, he was there early every day. He worked really hard. I saw something in Lee that I didn't, you know, that, that was amazing to me. I was trying to make the invisible visible. I had found out Lee's story. Lee had grown up between Elgin and Kokomo, back and forth between his mom mom and Elgin, his dad and Kokomo. His mom was was addicted. Uh, He grew up, uh, he said, he was eating cereal one day and he realized the bottom of the spoon had been burnt. Um, He he became a drug dealer. He was in and out of prison for 10 years. He moved back to Kokomo after the last time he got out of prison and began to mow yards because it's hard for a fellow to get a job. He was mowing grass. And I met him, and he had been clean. He hadn't done anything wrong for about four years. I'd been on his own, working, trying to make, make it. He, come, he came and started working with us, saw something in him. I set him down, and I said, Lee, if you could do anything in the world, what would you do? He said, I would take boys off the streets, teach them how not to be manipulated by drug dealers, teach them how not to be manipulated by the streets, teach them how to make an honest living, Teach them how to uh, have some character and, and, and some grit in their life. And I said, okay, let's do that. That's where Man Up came from. I do a poverty workshops, and one of, the, one of the pieces we talk about is Man Up on the streets. Man Up means a lot of really bad things. And we decided to take the word Man Up and change it around and make it positive. How's a real man? What's a real man about? Our goal in all the UP programs, and all the UP programs you're going to hear about today, our goal is to help, help young people transition successfully into adulthood by being ready to go to college or to work when they graduate from high school, 
and by being respectful, responsible, reliable, and ready in every situation. That's our goal. And so Lee, uh, Lee became, if I can get it to go, the director of Man Up. Lee, uh, Lee recruited, his first person that he recruited to come to Man Up was a 16-year-old, 17-year-old kid. Um, supposed to, he recruited him on Thursday, supposed to have our first meeting of Man Up on Wednesday. The kid uh, tried to hold up his drug dealer on the weekend, on Saturday or Sunday, I forget, it was Saturday night. Tried to hold up his drug dealer behind the village pantry on Jefferson Street and got shot and killed. First kid that man up was, was killed. The next two kids were 14 years old, both of them. They came the first day. And the one 14-year-old came in crying. And Lee said, what's wrong? And the kid said, my girlfriend had a miscarriage today. I'm really upset. We're working with kids that are struggling in lots of different ways. And so uh, we thought we'd have 30 kids at the, end of a, uh, at the end of a year. We had 30 kids at the end of a month. Um, Lee, uh, I began working with Lee to teach him how to. He, doesn't, he was, hasn't been through high school. He, he left high school in ninth grade. But I've been working with Lee how to be pro- more professional, how to speak, how to talk, how to treat donors, how to work with volunteers, all the things you have to have to be in a nonprofit to be professional. And so Lee has been speaking in churches, and, and that's a church up there. He speaks to all kinds of civic groups. He's, he has been working with um, Turning Point right now. He works with uh, our kids, helping them understand how to maneuver around addicted parents, how you still could show respect to your mom, and, even though she's addicted, and what to do when she, when she overdoses and things like that. So it's not just teaching kids to stay away from drugs, it's teaching kids how to maneuver through the drug culture. And so that's where, that's where Man Up came from. Man Up um, does a lot of different works, work in the community. So people call us and say, can you send a Man Up crew out to us? We have leaves to rake. We, have, we want to do spring cleanup right now. We, uh, can you come out and weed our flower beds? Our flower beds got away from us. Can you remulch our flower beds? We can do anything like that. We send crews of 10 to 12 kids out every week to do that, every, every day almost. And what happens is we, um, they come to a meeting called the Huddle. That up there at the top is one picture of the huddle when it was smaller. That was about a year ago. Um, and so the guys come. They hear encouragement from different speakers. They, hear, they get encouraged. They find out when they're going to work. Um, that huddle is on Wednesday. Then they come back either Thursday, Friday, or Monday. They work for two hours. And then make $10 plus 10 points. $10 plus 10 points. And... Uh, we have currently we have 120 kids, 120 guys in Man Up. They earn points by working, by showing up to huddle, by bringing in their grade cards. They get five points for everything above a C, minus five for everything below a C. They get a weekly progress report that's sent home to their parents. Their parents fill it out, and it's brought back, and they can earn up to up to 20 points for that if it's really really good. And um, and then then uh, Mr. Lee reads everything. He tracks everybody's grades. He's watching them. Uh, he's he's uh, giving them tutors if they need tutors. He's uh, seeing what seeing if there's problems at home. He's calling the moms back and saying, "Hey, what's why was it so low?" And and we're wrapping around the kids. There's 120 of them wrap around. Um, and then they accumulate the points. Then uh, Lee has developed a catalog of things that young men like would like, and sometimes they get them any way they can. So, for example, in the catalog, there are Jordan shoes. There are electronics, there's gift cards, there's all kinds of things you can purchase with your points. Every point's worth about a dollar, and a lot of kids are saving their points. We have one kid named Jonah. 
who's been saving his points. He, he started the program when he was 12, two years ago. He turned 13 not long after he got in the program. He's now, he's now almost 15. He has saved almost, he hardly ever cashes in his points. He ever buys anything with his points. He has 1,700 points. That's $1,700. Say, Jonah, what do you do with your points? What are you saving for? He goes, when I turn 16, I'm going to have a car. Okay. Keep saving. <laughs> but he probably haven't have a used car. Um, but a few weeks ago, he took out a $100 gift card. And I, at first of all, I said, Jonah, why are you saving your points? And he said, because he went a car. And he said, and besides that, you're like my bank. My family is really bad with money, and I know that you're holding my money. It's going to be good. And he took out a $100 gift card because we're paid out in gift cards, not cash. We gave him a $100 gift card, and I said, what, that's kind of unusual for you. What are you doing? He said, well, my mom takes care of me and my sister as a younger sister, and she works at Panera Bread every day for 8 to 10 hours a day. She's on her feet all day. She's paying the rent. She's paying all of our bills. She's buying all of our food, and she's working at Panera, and her shoes are really bad. And she has no money to buy any shoes. So I'm going to buy her a new pair of shoes. When we go out to work, this is an example of a work. See that on the left is before. See the little, the little guy with a hole in his knees? When we send guys out to work, they, they become a crew leader in the car. They don't know who's going to be the crew leader that day. He's, a, he's 10 years old, and he was the crew leader that day. And so his job was to, make sh- to knock on the door, shake the person's hand, the homeowner's hand, find out what they needed done, make sure it got done by the rest of his crew. Then at the end, make sure everybody goes up to the door, shakes the homeowner's hand. Everybody says, thank you for giving us the opportunity to serve you today. And so he, he did, you start, see, they're pulling the weeds out on the left. He pulled all the weeds, got them all pulled out and mulched it, and that's what it looked like on the right. We have, we have a, volunteers and we have staff members that go out with everybody so there's two people, two adults with every kid. Um, one of the things that we emphasize and man up in all of our UP programs actually is this, is our creed. And here's our creed. They have to memorize this and they have to live by it. I am respectful at home, at school, at work, and with others. I'm responsible for my actions, for caring for myself, for listening and learning, for the way I treat others. I'm reliable, reliable by being on time, by keeping my promises, by finishing what I'm start, and by be, being persistent. I'm ready to work, to lead, to speak up, and to solve problems in a positive way. And that's what we're working on all the time. Almost everybody knows all of that. Um, And we got about... And then the girls came along. We decided to add girls. And so what the girls do with the boys are working on anger. And we're trying to help them get through anger issues. And many of them have a lot of anger inside of them. Working on anger with the girls, working on self-esteem. A lot of girls have very low self-esteem. The girls that we work with, they, they're looking for love. They're finding them in all the wrong places. They're doing things that's kind of dangerous because they're trying to find love. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to build self-esteem with the girls. And so what the girls do, the girls make things, and then they sell them. They get paid to make things. They actually get $10 and 10, 10 points, just like the guys. They make things and sell them, and then the money comes back into the programs, helps us, helps us supply the programs. So you see some of the things that we've been making there. Um, and they also get the same points. They get the same... Um, uh, everything's pretty much the same. They have a, they have a, a weekly meeting called SOAR, soaring to higher higher heights. Um, and so so a lot of us the same thing. And we have 60 girls in stuff up. We had a girl I had a girl last year who um, who came to uh, 
I saw her after the first day of school, and I said to her, I said to her, uh, how was your first day of school? And she said, well, you know, Pastor Jeff, she said, you know I'm not in the popular girls group. I'm not in the, I've eaten at lunch by myself for, since I've been in kindergarten, and I'm used to that. She's in eighth grade. I'm used to that. That's, that's just normal. I, I know I'm not popular. And then she said, but this popular girl came up to me the very first day and got into my face and started to tease me. And she said, do you know what I said to her? I said, no, what would you say to her? She, she said, I looked her straight in the eye. And I said, I own my own business. I made $200 last month. What did you make? And walked away. <laughs> Self-esteem is rising in the girls. They're, they're taught to say no and mean it. They're taught to, uh, how to, how to how to handle themselves around risky situations and difficult places. Uh, just as the same as the guys. And so uh, with the girls, we're seeing a tremendous turnaround with them as well. And then um, we were a little bit into Man Up, and we, I met Kareen. Kareen's up there at the top. Kareen, Kareen came to Kokomo in 2003 when he was about 13. He, um, he was in and out of Kinsey. He said when I wanted to have something to eat and a place warm to sleep, I would get in trouble so I could go to Kinsey. And that's where I grew up. When I was at home, that was a vacation from Kinsey. Um, then he went to boys' school twice. And then he was kicked out to an adult. He was selling drugs. Kicked out to an adult. Then he went to prison twice. We got out of prison the last time he was on house arrest. His house arrest officer said, you need to do something. So he came and volunteered at Man Up for a while. And I watched him very carefully. And uh, he wasn't participating or anything, but suddenly he had kicked in. And re- he realized there was purpose and he'll tell you that God led him to man up and changed his life. He's now a leader in man up. He, um, he and Lee both go to the schools. When a school calls them, the principals call them, they'll say, hey, can you come to the school right now? We have a kid in trouble. And they'll go to the school right now, and they'll, they'll work it out, and they'll try to get to keep the kid in school. Um, Kareen um, is friends with Ms. Barker. Was, well, actually, Ms. Barker was his teacher in high school. She's now the vice principal at the high school. And we go to his house in Gateway and pull him out of bed every day and take him to school. His mom was also addicted. She'll tell you that. And so, Kareen, uh, Kareen, we were working with in Man Up. And we had all these little boys coming running across the street from Gateway. I probably should say Garden Square, but I can't help it. Gateway. And uh, running across the street. Um, and they're trying to sneak on the Man Up buses to go work with them. And there was this one little boy, and he was, he was in the back seat. He was crouched down in the back seat of the van. I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to. I said, no, you're not old enough. He said, how old do you have to be? I said, you have to be 10. I said, how old are you? He said, nine and a half. His friend said, no, he's not. He's only seven. <laughs> and, so, and so then they would sit on their porches or on the curbs of the street and wait for the man-up cruise to come back two hours later. And they would run over and take all the tools off the trucks and put them all away and make sure everything... They wanted to work. They wanted to be part of something bigger. So Kareem came to me. We were driving. We were going to Logosport together for an event. And he said, we need to do something for the young guys. He said, if we don't catch them when they're younger, they're going to get in trouble before we catch them. So let's catch them younger. I said, okay, let's do... Seven, eight, and nine-year-old boys. He said, okay. So for four weeks, we did seven, eight, and nine-year-old boys until a little boy comes in, and he's only six. Got to let him in. Green said, got to let him in. Let him in. 
We had a six-year-old. And then, and then suddenly, uh, Kareem has everybody introduce themselves in front of the whole group. There's 40 kids, and we call it mini-up. So, so this little kid comes in, and he says his name, and Kareem says, well, how old are you? He said, I'm four. And Kareem said, no, you're not. You're five, right? And he goes, no, I'm four. And so we dropped down to four. And I said to Kareem, if you have any younger than that, you're changing diapers, not me. <laughs> and so we had all boys. It was called mini-man-up. We did that for four weeks. At the end of four, and the way and the way many ups work is this: they, they come for one hour on Tuesday. They do 20 minutes of what we call jumpstart, which is like a huddle or a meeting, where they get encouraged. They learn the four R's. Every little kid knows all the four R's. They know them all: uh, respect, responsible, reliable, and ready. They know that. They can say it, and some of them can say the whole thing. And um, so they come. They do 20 minutes of this jumpstart. 20 minutes of work, which are simple tasks, like we double bag for our weekend food bags, the buddy bags, or they stuff envelopes, or they do um, all kinds of, of things like that along the way. And then that's their work, and then they have a 20-minute meal. They have a 20-minute meal, and at the meal, they, uh, we talk with them more. And they also earn points, but they don't, they don't buy things out of a catalog. They're playing a uh, game where they get to different levels, and every time they get to a level, they get a prize. Like, Instead of giving them a winter coat, they earned the winter coat. And so then when the kids said, that's the same thing we're doing before. We're giving little kids winter coats. They got their winter coat. We say, where'd you get that coat? Who gave you that coat? Nobody gave me this coat. I earned my own coat. That's what we want. So nobody's given them anything. People give us the things that that they can earn. They earn coats and pants and all kinds of things, shirts. See this little girl, the shirt. When you get to 50 points, you get the shirt. So there's a little girl sitting out on the porch, or not on the porch, but on the curb at Gateway, and Kareen comes in one Tuesday night to say, uh, to come in to do mini man up, and this little girl says, can I come in? She said, my brother gets to eat dinner tonight, and I won't. So Kareen comes in and said, you got to let her in. I said, Kareen, we can't. What if her mom comes looking for her? They don't know where she's at. We just can't let her in until we talk to the parents, and it was time to start. So he took her out food, and then right after that, we had a meeting, and then the following week, we had girls. So now it's not called mini man up, it's called mini up. And so the idea is when you turn 10, you go into man up or you go into step up. These are some more of the mini ups. We do a lot of praying. See a little boy there praying? These are the, um, that kid there with the Batman hats, only four. Their shirts, their coats, those are all their new coats. And so, so that's what we do. We, we try to help people up and out. We're trying to help people. We're trying to break the, the cycle of generational poverty. We're trying to help, help them to figure out how to become successful and take care of themselves. Now, everybody, though, has gifts, skills, talents, and abilities to share. And one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when Jesus feeds the 5,000. You see the slide there. Don't kill me yet. Don't, don't like tar and feather me for saying it's a myth. But let me explain why. Here's the scenario. Listen to, listen to the story freshly, really quick. It won't take long. Jesus says to his disciples, there's a whole bunch of people on the side of the hill. Jesus says to his disciples, you need to feed them. What do the disciples do? They made excuses. We can't feed them. We don't have enough money. That's my story. We can't help any more kids. We don't have enough money. Uh, we can't, we can't uh, feed them because even if we have the money, there's no store in town. There's not a village nearby. Or if there is a village nearby, there's, they're not going to have enough bread and any supplies for this many people. It's impossible. We can't do it. 
We can't do it. And, and Jesus said, but you have to do it. But we can't. And they kept arguing with Jesus until they finally brought this little boy up to Jesus, a little boy, and he had some fish and some bread. And they said, this is all we can find. This is all we have. And, you know, I, I have a lot of trouble believing that there wasn't, that out of all those people, that only one boy brought something to eat. Probably nobody else wanted to share. And so this little boy is taken to Jesus. Jesus takes the bread and the fish. He raises it to heaven and he blesses it. And then Jesus doesn't pass out bread to anybody. Jesus gives it back to his disciples, and the disciples do the feeding. See the slight difference there? Jesus took what was given to him, blessed it, gave it back to the disciples, and the disciples did the feeding. And it was all over. There was baskets that gathered up. There was so much left over. And so, as Christians, your gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, God's given them to you to be given to Jesus. Jesus will bless it and give it back to you, and he'll multiply it, and our lives will be changed and our whole community will be changed if we use our gifts. That's what we're seeing in our, in our staff. Kareen, Lee, and Man Up, Minnie Up, and then Deanna is in Step Up. She's been my assistant director for over 11 years. And then we just hired somebody in Step Up named Shannon Query, who used to be at the Crossing. So Shannon is working with the girls. So we have, we have uh, great leaders. We have leaders that understand the kids who knows where they're coming from. We have, uh, especially in Lee and Kareen, kids, uh, those two guys grew up the way many of the guys that we're working with have in the past. There's big impacts. Grades are going up. Attendance, actually, the principal of Miss Blessing called me a couple years ago and said, what would you do with all my boys? And I said, what? I don't even know what you're talking about. She says, all the boys in my office are not here anymore. And they said, it's because of man up. And so now we go every Monday to... Up Monday, what's up Monday? And girls and boys from our up programs come into the high school and we have pizza with them. I don't, but the leaders do. And they talk about their day, weekend and get them back on schedule for school. So we're in the schools, we're in, we're in different places, and, and it's all because of folks like you who pray for us and support us. Today I'm going to give you an opportunity at the end as you leave. The most important thing, um, first thing we need more than anything else is prayer. And so the ushers will have at the doors these sticks. And on the sticks, there's the name of a kid. And whether they're in man up, step up, or mini up, it can be an idea of their age. And we're asking you to pray for them for this year. You can take a couple if you want. And um, if you go on our Facebook page, my Facebook page, and click like, I'll, like I'll, I'll accept your friend request. But we have a up prayer, up prayer page. And it's closed. You come to that and, and request to be on it. I'll, I'll let you in there, and you'll be able to see more specific prayer concerns, and sometimes they, they um, will be for your kids. So um, just pick up a couple of these if you want to pray for us. Uh, we always can use uh, uh, finances and things like that as well. But keep us in your prayers. It costs us, it co- I don't know what time, I, I, I got a couple more minutes, <laughs> um, just a minute. Uh, I asked if I could have two hours. They said, sure, you can have two hours, but nobody will be there at the end. <laughs> uh, um, so uh, the, the UP programs, except for many UP, the Step Up and the Man Up cost us $1,800 a year. That includes the salaries for our staff. That includes the insurance. That includes the vehicle, gasoline, everything. And it just the cost for all that divided by the number of kids we have in the program is $1,800 a year. With the young ones, the, the mini ups, it really doesn't cost us anything because we have volunteers who bring in the food. So if you want to, if you want to sign up to bring in a, a Tuesday night meal, you bring it in for 40 people, and we, you can get with me, and we'll talk about that more. But um, 
all the food's provided, all the coats are donated, we have to buy shirts, we're going to do some field trips. So for a up, uh, mini up kid, it costs us $60 a year. 60 And so that's $5 a month. So we went back to the man up kids, guys, and the step up girls, we said, hey, people are donating money, so you need to be in these programs. Uh, why, would you consider giving $5 a month to sponsor a, a mini up kid? We have 40 kids in mini up, 60 kids are sponsoring, 60 older kids are sponsoring the younger kids at $5 a month. So the mini-up kid, the mini-ups are being sponsored by the man-up and step-up kids. So when you sponsor the man-up and step-up kids, you're helping them sponsor the little kids. And so they learn about giving, about caring, and about taking care of their own community as well. So I thank you all for inviting me to be here. It's, it's great to be here. Um, if you have any questions, I'll be outside in the hallway afterwards. There's some brochures out there. looks like this, except for one for each of our programs. If you want a man-up team, just grab a brochure and you call the number, and um, we'll get right out to you. Thank you.